It's an overcast day, warm, I'm going to say in the low 60s, just sitting on the Adirondack chair, enjoying a birch beer, and thought this would be a perfect time to do a show. Now you may hear traffic go by occasionally, I wish it was less occasionally, you know, you may hear a bird, I don't know if you could hear that. The crow in the distance. And uh, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy myself. I got some sad news today. A little upset and disappointed. And uh, I'll tell you why. You see, years ago I found out about this place. And I even mentioned it here on the show. The first few months of doing the show... uh, Centralia, PA, and the Graffiti Highway that is down that way. And if you're unfamiliar with it, a quick little synopsis. Uh, Back in the 60s, I believe it was. No, maybe not that long ago. But a while ago, uh, about 25, 26 years ago, when the highway was closed, and a few years before that, so maybe about 30 years ago, a abandoned mine, coal mine, that was being used as a town dump, caught fire. The dump caught fire and in the process caught some of the coal on fire and it's been burning ever since. And the government came through and raised, you know, they bought out the homes and the houses of the people who lived there, almost everybody, a few people stayed behind. I think there were seven families left. And uh, they raised all the homes. They tore them all down. They, the Highway 61, I believe it was, uh, had a... started buckling and cracking due to the heat underneath uh, in the coal mine, in the burn. So they rerouted around that section and closed it off. And then... The 25 years since, uh, people have been graffitiing it, spray painting stuff on it, and writing sayings. And it's, I believe I read today, it was, you know, 0.78 of a mile, or 7 eighths of a mile, uh, or 0.78 miles, whatever. It was, um, almost entirely, it was completely entirely graffitied, and Cheryl and I had a opportunity one time years ago to go, and it was raining the time we went, and every time we planned on going, there were three different times we wanted to go, uh, and I think uh, twice there was rain, or 
uh, I'm trying to think, you know, I think there was rain twice, but I know once was because of cold and maybe rain, and the other time was timing and possible rain. So uh, just we never got back. We got there the one time, and we spray-painted, you know, our names on it and, you know, 420 the musical on it, and it was really fun. And we walked a, a good distance of it not the whole thing we walked almost the whole thing and met some people became facebook friends with them you know it was really quite a nice day for it it was fun and we really enjoyed it and we had planned on going back and everything and uh, just never did and uh so now i learned today that they plan on burying the highway they are tired of people coming around, and some people have been jerks and have been, you know, not sticking to the road and not being, you know, just regular people and being nice humans. They were, you know, being jerks about things. So that had spurred, and, you know, liability of people getting hurt and this and that. And I guess since the coronavirus uh, pandemic, and the whole thing has been going on. They've noticed a spike in visitors. Uh, you know, maybe folks have had the time to go now, and they were going. So they are going to bury the highway. Now, as soon as I told Cheryl uh, that this is happening, she said, let's go. Do you want to go? And I looked at her. She's like, I'm serious. And I was like, I... I know, and that's what makes me so happy. And uh, but the state troopers are stopping people from going. They are, you know, not arresting people, but they are preventing folks from getting onto it and just taking the walk and just taking a picture and everything. Now, I have pictures and I have a bunch of them, and uh, that's you know. That's all I will have now because they are going to close it and we'll never get back. Uh, I mean, we could go back, but there, there's no reason to. It's just going to be a, a dirt, stretch of dirt. Uh, 0.78 uh, long stretch of dirt. 0.78 of a mile or 7 eighth of a mile. I don't even know how they... I saw the number is 0.78, and that's all that sticks in my head. So, <laughs> you know, what can you do? But uh, that was a little depressing and sad for me, so I was upset uh, because I found it completely intriguing. And I had found it years ago online in some, like, weird places of America, and they mentioned... Centralia and the Graffiti Highway and I was like, God damn, I gotta go to that. And a few years you know, later we were planning a drive down to Richmond and uh, mapping it out and I realized we were going to be our route was going to take us only like it was only going to be like a 15 or 18 mile detour off our route to run over and 
see the highway. So, yeah, we did. It just made absolute sense. It's the closest we were ever going to get. And uh, we needed to do that. So we did. And I'm so glad we did. It was a fun day. It was quite enjoyable. And uh, I would recommend you go do it, but I can't anymore. I think I did last time when I was... I talked about it on the show and I told everyone, you know, if you get the chance, go down and see it, go take a walk down the highway, bring a can of spray paint and enjoy, you know, just add a little bit to it. And sadly, it will be going away this week. So um, I'd like to say goodbye to the graffiti highway and wish everyone who enjoyed it uh, fond memories of of their excursions to the highway and uh, cheers mm. yeah I decided on the birch beer because it was it's too nice and I just cut the grass and it was just so nice out and I figured I'm not going to go in and make a cup of tea and bring it out and then, you know, just brewing and making it and uh, getting outside would be another 10 minutes inside maybe that I didn't want to spend inside because I've been spending a lot of it inside and I said I'm in the Adirondack chair. I'm in the back of the driveway near the garage, nowhere near the street. I see people walking by at a safe distance. I feel good and comfortable in that. Uh, And I just wanted to be out and enjoy being in the weather, in the day, in the time, you know, because we don't get these opportunities much. And what I mean by these opportunities are just days of openness since this has started I mean a lot of us are doing work at home and there is work to be done and work is getting done but we don't have those commutes home we don't have those uh, late nights at the office we don't have you know if we do they're at the house Uh, and a lot of us myself included have the opportunity to adjust their schedule as they wish I don't work a classic nine to five job and because of that I can do and juggle my schedule as I need like I have a call tonight at seven o'clock something that you know outside the realm of nine to five but I don't do that so for me it's easy to shuffle my day, work a couple hours in the morning, a couple in the afternoon, may, you know, maybe some at night. I mean, I don't have that problem. So it's very easy for me to just take a day and sit outside for two hours and not really feel bad about it. I feel like I'm I'm not being productive because I've done several things. I've mowed the lawn, I've made calls, I've done my work and my job. The two different things, work, mowing, job. 
census. So, you know, it's it was nice. It's good. It's it's comfortable. So now I'm enjoying the day for all I can. You know, uh, I am smoking a pipe. I don't normally talk about my usage, but this is sort of a thing that now, you know, my time is pretty much mine. I can do with it as I wish. And in this environment that we're in, this has helped uh, get me through some of the, the times of the day or the weeks that I'm, you know, antsy. Because as much as I am a uh, person who enjoys my solitude and peace and quiet and all this kind of stuff, I am an extrovert. I like being out amongst people. I like being in crowds. I enjoy excitement and movement and all those things. And not that I have been doing all that stuff. I mean, but just being out in the world, you know, not really leaving my property, you know, the yard, the house, a little walk around the neighborhood. We've been staying very close to home, very, you know, cautious. We feel that it is the right thing to do and uh, the right time to do it. <laughs> It's, you know, and if you'd have asked me or told me, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, you're going to see folks walking around with masks on and you're going to see uh, social distancing happening. And for two months, maybe three months or longer, maybe uh, America is going to slow the hell down and the world is going to slow the hell down for a little bit I would have just been like yeah right it, it's it's not that won't work how the hell is that going to happen and we've just done it I mean some places better than others but it's like school's got to be closed so we did it the right thing to do you know, a lot of the non-essential things need to be closed down because it's the right thing to do, and we did it. And, yeah, people are suffering. Some people are suffering. Uh, but it was the right thing to do for everybody, not just ourselves, not for a selfish reason. This was a health issue it was the right thing to do now some places are wanting to open up quicker and some people are gathering and going to church and some people are gathering and going to beaches or state parks and going out and doing things that they still want to do and still being amongst people in crowds and that is still foolish and reckless and I don't get why some people just aren't taking this whole thing seriously and the whole argument well 
you know, if we do it and nothing happens, then why do we do it? That is the reason why nothing happened is because we did what we did. We took the precautions. We shall, we social distanced. I mean, look at South Korea. They have done tremendous work in keeping it in control, and they have. So, I mean, it can be done. It has been done. It's been shown to be, you know, doable. Unfortunately, we are past the point of, you know, doing it the right way because we haven't done it the right way in... You know, there was, what, 70-odd days of inactivity before things started to happen from our federal government. That's, that's pathetic. That's sad. That is wrong and almost criminal. And everything I see lately of how all the medical supplies are being, you know, given from the government to private industry to sell to people then you know what why are we not giving this stuff to the people who need it that's the job of government not to make money not you know not to let corporations and other businesses make money off selling this protective gear to people uh, who need it and let the states fight for it uh, when it is the federal government's job to in a time of emergency, step up and be that, uh, that one entity that does everything it can to help. And it is just a sad, sad environment that uh, we have corrupt, greedy, and uh, uh, completely culpable individuals in power and they are sacrificing human lives for profit. And it is disgusting and it is sickening and I'm gonna stop right there because I don't wanna get myself into a tizzy. So I'm gonna do this right now. been smoking weed for oh, 30 years and I've been coughing for 30 years I don't know why and uh, through most of that time I smoked tobacco I smoked cigarettes didn't start that until after high school after my sporting times in school my college days that's when I found tobacco, you know, found cigarettes and uh, never coughed when I smoked them. Could smoke, you know, could chain smoke that shit and didn't get coughs. I would do, you know, uh, but it was, it, you know, I never coughed. I never got crazy uh, hacking up. It was never, but pot always. And so now, now Cheryl has come home from her walk. Let's see. We're going to see how she's doing. She's talking with a friend who they went for a walk. And, uh, but yeah, like I've, I've been coughing 
when I smoke always, and I don't know why I can't help it. So, I'm recording my show now, so say hello. Hi, everybody. How was the walk? Yeah, of course, I, I cut the front and the back. That, the, they go together. I moved the trellis and I got everything out of the way and I, you know, I do what I can. Uh, thank you much. I know. Relax. She says goodbye. Uh, she's heading inside to uh, do what she does right now. Uh, and she was telling me to save my birch beer. I She bought me a four pack and our every Saturday night since we've been quarantined, we have a date night. We get dressed up. I throw on a, a jacket and tie, and uh, she puts on a beautiful dress, and we go and hang out in the lower apartment because it's you know uh, furnished but vacant. So we've used that as our restaurant uh, for the the date, and then we'll move it into the living room where that's the theater where we watch you know we have dinner and a movie on date night and for last week's date night she bought me a four pack of Stewart's birch beer which is a darn tasty root beer darn tasty birch beer I apologize I don't mean to insult the birch beer by just calling it a simple root beer it is more than a simple root beer it is a birch beer. Very tasty. Uh, grew to love the birch beer through the Erie County Fair and all throughout the fairgrounds during the fair they have you know birch beer stands. You can buy a big uh, souvenir mug and get yourself birch beer and I don't know why birch beer is the thing. I mean it could be any soda. It could be you know it could have been a big Pepsi thing, and people would still buy it. I mean, but for some reason, it's birch beer. And as a kid growing up, I grew to love the taste and thought it was just, you know, unique and tasty and good. So I continued to drink. But I drank two on date night, and uh, I'm having one now. And she's like, you better save the other one for date night. So I've got to sit on a, a birch beer for four more days. So, you know, it's how it goes sometimes when you got something you enjoy. You want to keep on enjoying it. But, you know, that's how it goes. So back to what I was saying before, how, uh, yeah, I mean, I cough all the time when I smoke. And there are not every single toke, not every single time I've smoked pot I've hacked up a lung but I do have a little cough every time I do smoke and it's not like hard horrible but I don't know what it is I have friends they smoke and we'll be hanging out one night and they'll smoke and not have one cough not one and every time I take a hit I cough and I just don't get it. Is it uh, the lack of a filter that I had with cigarettes? I don't know. Uh, is it 
I don't, I, I just, I can't, I've thought about it long and hard in the 30 years and it's just, there's nothing that seems to make sense. Uh, is it just the natural immediateness of the smoke, uh, without the filter, I think is the biggest thing, uh, the rawness of it. And that gets to me more than anything else, I guess. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. And I just don't get it, but it doesn't stop me from enjoying it. See, then cough away from it. <coughs> there we go. See, wasn't the inhale, wasn't the exhale. I held it in. Good, you know. There's just always that linger that's, that's always there. So, hmm. I don't know why. Some people would say that's a sign you should maybe stop. I look at it as just a mild inconvenience. I mean, really. As long as the end effect is what I'm looking for, I can apparently tolerate the cough. And I do. So, you know, it is what it is. You do what you do. You enjoy what you enjoy, and that's just how it goes. So, um... I was going to talk about a couple different things in my head. I was planning some things while mowing the lawn and, or, or, I mean, earlier in the day, um, about, uh, music that I've, you know, helped me get through this whole quarantine bit, but this whole thing, I haven't looked at it like it's been like a drag or a struggle. It hasn't really been that, that horrible. I mean, we two I seemed a little odd like I was just getting used to it week three and now four it's it's you know it's not that bad I don't mind being at home I don't mind not having to run around and drive all over God's green earth I mean I get paid for it in my job so a lot of you know, my pay is going to be light because of that, because of my mileage, which is a good portion of my job. Because I have to go and visit people and do these interviews. So, because I'm doing it by phone now, it will have, you know, half my checks, which is fine. It's, it's, I'm not doing half the work. I mean, it's it's about right. It's how it should be. It's not like I'm. It's not unreasonable. I'm just saying. Uh, but you know, less is coming in, but almost nothing's going out. I mean, we're not spending. We're not going. We're not doing. We're staying put, and staying put means the money stays put. So even the little that comes in will hold you know the bills will not be high my credit card bill will not be that big next month uh our general bills will be the same but we'll have you know a little bit coming in 
So that little bit will hold us, and I'm hopeful and comfortable in the thought that it will. And, you know, we just have to be smart about it. And I know I'm in a lucky position right now. And there's a lot of folks who don't have this uh, small bit of security, which could, you know, disappear real quick. I Believe me, I know it. So having that little bit of security and a little bit of weight off your shoulder in that respect does help. It really does help. Um, but it's been nice. I mean, we've gotten things done. We've watched a bunch of movies and done some, you know, fixer-upper things around the house and then done nothing. All of it has been nice. And I'm not that, you know... I could get used to something as simple but I miss you know just the opportunity and the availability to go and do these things and to be like yeah uh, I just want to go out to a bar and shoot some pool tonight cool I'm going to go do that I haven't done that in years not like I needed to do it and not like if I had the opportunity you know I would on a regular night regular meaning before all this uh, but just the fact that I could at any given time that that was there I mean right now I can't it's not even there's not even a bar open to do that with so it's not even like I could go do anything like that uh, you know just going to a place you know a park or a a trail and walking and seeing people and not having to you know walk odd circles around each other so we all feel safe and we are all and you know so that is that I don't know if I'll get used to or I want to get used to uh, walking around in masks that's not something I want to get used to um if it does, I mean, my fear is this is, you know, not the last. And in a few years from now, something else will come along. And maybe, maybe I'm not a few years, not like two or three. I'm thinking, you know, ten. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe every couple of years we have something that is bad that comes ripping through the, uh, the planet and we need to address it. Who knows? Uh, with the way things are changing on this planet, I don't know what to expect anymore. I don't think many of us do. So because I'm not an active scientist in you know, the functions of the Earth and it's all its many intricacies, you know, there are very few of us who are. And... All of us are confused and lost and a little bit um, just don't know what to expect anymore. So um, I don't want this to become a normal. I would rather this become the oddity once every hundred years. And this way we don't have to... uh, 
you know, we can get through this, you know, generations next will have to deal with the next thing, but, you know, we'll do what we can. Oh, and looks like some people uh, have pulled up and have gotten out with some gardening tools and are going to trim up and prune up the church across the street, it looks like. A couple of older parishioners. They both look like they're in their 80s. I'm, and I'm being generous in that, you know. I think that's a fair guesstimation, 70s to 80s, late 70s. So, uh, but yeah, they're pruning up the bushes and they're taking care of the church, and someone else is going into the church, and there's still a lot of life that I still still wish we were still being more diligent about it. But I can't begrudge anyone. You know, their movements, you know, we can't. We must all try and do the best we can. And hopefully that'll work. So, I'm going to uh, take my leave of you now, folk. And I will hopefully have a good week. I hope you all have a good week. Keep yourself safe, keep yourself healthy, and come back next week. Uh, It's not about the tea or the birch beer, although it was a little. It's about the time spent. I'm glad you spent your time with me. So, when you live in this world right now, as you go about your day, uh, whether you see someone or speak to someone in any capacity remember kindness it is a commodity that is underused and we should use it more often try and be kind to the person you speak to the person uh, you encounter either on the phone in person on zoom or any of the other ways we all communicate nowadays. Be kind, be a nice human, and I will see you all next week. Or not see you. That's sort of a dumb dumb thing to say. I'll speak to you all next week, but that sounds even dumber. Uh, I'll be back next week, and I'll say things and you'll hear things. How about that? Sounds good. You have a great night. Have a great night. Have a good week. Bye. How do I turn? Oh, yeah.